0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your
1: hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Cal, good to see you as well. Good to see you, John. I'm thinking about this because uh, we got together with some friends, you and I. and uh, I, I
2: mean, the first surprise of it is that we have some.
1: We do. <laughs> we do. We close ranks. Very well. We got together with some friends on Saturday night at your house, by the way. Mm-hmm. Hostess with the mostess. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that.
2: Happy to be there. Good I mean, I mean, I live there, so. <laughs> <Right. You laughs> happy, to have, happy to have you there, I think is what I meant.
1: Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Right. So w- it was a good conversation. But one of the things that uh, we talked about, of course, was the, the murders at the Tree of Life. And I, I've been thinking about this because you've done this, and I did this as well, is that when you visit the Tree of Life... There is something that is, and and I don't know what makes this, I guess there's, what is it that makes a sacred space Mm. sacred? Because outside of the tree of life right now, it has truly easily become sacred space. Yep.
3: That's a
2: really good question.
1: What makes a sacred space? I
2: don't know if that's our recognition of what happened there that makes it sacred, or there's something spiritual about, you know, a a place of terror
1: or a place of holiness. Do you know, I believe that there are places in this world that by the presence of, wasn't. the intersection of god and man together that somehow it's become mm. holy and i think we i think man has to recognize the sacredness of a space see, for I to become holy
2: i don't know if i i don't know if i think that i don't know i don't th- i don't know if if there are i think what makes a space sacred is how we how we see it when we're there
1: Okay, so here's a quick case in point. Uh, when I was in my early 20s, I had an opportunity to go by myself to Europe. And so um, I visited a lot of places that I thought I was excited to go visit. Like I went to Notre Dame. Mm. And I thought I was so excited to go into Notre Dame yeah, because I course. thought this is going to be a sacred space. You don't mean the university? No. The, the cathedral of mm-hmm. Notre Dame. And I thought this is will be a very sacred, holy place. To me, it was anything but. Because it was all about the sell, it became a marketplace, and I was surprised to walk into it and see mm-hmm. you know the marketplace and i I miss the holiness, but there are places like when i like i'll go to and you know i, I, I like out what's happening right now outside the tree of life that is not a that is not a manufactured sacredness. No,
2: that's what was so moving to me about being there. I went on Saturday morning with my daughter, and I just went I, – I, I went and got a bouquet of flowers, and I wanted to put a flower on each of the memorials for each of the people who
1: mm-hmm. were killed. Because it's like homemade stars of David.
2: Right. And um, it was not – I. I and, you know, somebody would say, "Why would you want to do that?" I don't know why I wanted to. Do- I wanted to recognize with something physical, something tangible, that their lives mattered, and that even though I didn't know them, that I mourned their death. That's why I went. So when I got there, I was absolutely overwhelmed at the beauty of the stacks. Of flowers that were there. I mean, you, those memorials um, that you've seen on television or you've seen online are so organic. They're so homemade. They're they're just so beautiful. Somebody just hand wrote their names. Mm-hmm. the The little memorials are all crooked. They're not, you know. They're not manufactured. They're not perfect. Right. They're not. They're, they're not etched
1: in marble. No,
2: they are so heartfelt. They're so normal. They're so regular, and that to me is what just made me cry. It's just how we were not mourning a a moment of terror. We were not mourning a um, a, a place of mass death. We were mourning actual people. We were just mourning those 11 souls. Um, and so it is so gorgeous to be there. You have to go. You just have to allow yourself to, uh, to accept the brokenness of the world that is shown there and the beauty that people bring to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I, it's like a collision of good and evil being there. There are piles of flowers in front of each of those memorials that are like three feet thick right i mean there are thousands and thousands and thousands of flowers there (laughs) and there are wonderful people from the red cross who are standing there who are grief counselors who come up to you and say can i give you some tissues do you want to talk you know how do you feel Uh, you know do you need somebody to talk to or you know what people are really really great um I met people from the neighborhood. I talked. I ran into a woman from my church. I talked to people who were Gentiles and people who were Jews, and everyone, you know, weeping or laughing or whatever. It was just a an incredibly natural collection of humans that were honoring eleven people, most of whom they'd never met.
1: So then, what does that mean? The people are hungry for yeah. connection.
2: Yeah, and I think that people, well, I mentioned this on Saturday night, and I, I know that this will be a this might be upsetting to some people, and it's still something that I'm thinking about, so I'm not presenting this as a, a fully formed thought. But you know, I've been involved in the anti-abortion movement for a long time. Um, for many decades, and I've used the term pro-life before. I don't use it a lot. I usually try to use anti and pro-abortion because that's really the issue we're talking about, but oftentimes I have used the word pro-life. As I was standing there with all of those people, I thought, you know what? Every person here, by, by virtue of them being here, of their crying tears, of their handing flowers over, of their making an effort to walk or ride or whatever to this place to stand here, every one of those people was pro-life. They wouldn't be there if they didn't think that life was important.
1: Right.
2: I mean, they were mourning old people and special needs people for and, the most part.
1: And they were strangers.
2: And they were strangers. So those people were pro-life. So I think that perhaps in our zeal to make the abortion issue matter – Which it does. It has absolute life and death consequences. It does matter. I do think, and and I, I feel maybe I need to repent of this. I think it's very easy to marginalize people who don't agree with you on an issue like abortion and say, well, they're not pro-life. Well, you know what? We're all pro-life. We just need to be challenged in areas where we don't see life as life. But I think each one of us, I know, I know if you canvass the people that were standing there, I was, I was standing there with probably 200 people on Saturday morning. I bet we all have different feelings on abortion. Sure. But every one of us was pro-life. So maybe I've spoken ill of people in a way that wasn't honoring and maybe didn't further my argument over the years. I don't know. It's just something I'm thinking
1: of. That's out. fascinating. So the sacredness of that space in front of Tree of Life – I'm sure, like you talked about, the, the Red Cross volunteers. What Just makes great. someone show up and want to be a volunteer to shepherd people through their grief? That, to me, is holy.
4: Mm-hmm. right? It's There's wonderful. All,
1: all these people who would maybe would never go inside a synagogue or a church or whatever still see the holiness and sacredness of life and want to be connected mm-hmm. to that in some way. Let mm-hmm. me help. Let me reach out. Let me right. be part of this.
2: You know what else I want to say in closing that I thought was really beautiful about being there is how many people came with their children, little kids, to show them what had happened. And those parents were really brave because that's a hard thing Mm -hmm. to explain to a little kid. It's a lot of conversation. It's a lot of conversation you have to have. And those kids didn't obviously get the full scope of what had happened. But I think that they got enough of it that that was – a real moment of development for them. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a little girl who was like six years old standing right in front of me and she went and she went with her mom and she put a flower on each person's memorial. And before each one, her mom told her who they were. Mm -hmm. then she just walked up her little self and her little boots and her little rain hat and put a flower there.
1: And that'll stay with that little girl for maybe the rest of her life. That was
2: really, it was a really good job on that mom.
1: So as horrible as the Saturday before last is, that, look, we cannot know the mind of God, but clearly God has made things beautiful out of this horror.
2: What you meant for evil, God meant for good.
1: we got a good show for you. Stick around, won't you please? Uh, in a few minutes, as we do every Monday, we go to the White House with Greg Cluxton. And, of course, tomorrow's Election Day, so we'll delve into that as well. We've got a lot ahead, so stay with our conversation.
5: 101.5 WORD.
6: Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are. And you carry us around in your pocket. We're
5: ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right?
6: On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com, on ChristianRadio.com, on the next Radio FM chip. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101. W-O-R-D. Hey,
2: don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage because your donut hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th and you have some important decisions to make today because Medicare, it's confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions and they have the answers you're looking for. So before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. I mean, do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and by how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it altogether? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but on quality, with lower deductibles and copays that are little to none. So why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's
7: MarleyFG.com. Change furnace filters. Check. Change smoke detector batteries. Check. Install CO2 detector. Check. Make sure the furnace is ready in good working condition.
8: When you have Pellis Heating and Cooling Service your system, check, you're ready for anything. And be confident knowing a Pellis tech is available 24 hours a day in case of emergencies, with after-hour calls returned within 30 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. PELLES, P E L L E S, at PELLESHVAC.com. Another day, another data breach. How do you keep your personal data secure? Cybersecurity for everyone. The protections available to multinational companies now available to you. Personal, affordable cybersecurity for you at cybersecurityforeveryone.com.
9: I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me.
8: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone, now with free shipping, like today.
7: Stay road-ready for half the price. Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw will change your oil and filter for half off at just $19.95. For repair and maintenance, ASC-certified techs, Napa parts, and a fair price, go with Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw.
8: Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping.
1: Well, I know some people have been counting down like tomorrow is Christmas Day. That they—that's uh, 12 days away, 10 days away. I mean, that's where we are in America. The politics basically is everything. So with that in mind, we go to the White House. We do this every Monday. Greg Clugston joins us from SRN News. He's the White House correspondent. Hey, Greg, uh, welcome. How are you today, sir?
10: I'm great. Good afternoon to you guys.
1: Good afternoon to you. You're talking to us from where?
10: Kansas City, Missouri.
4: Okay,
1: is everything up to date? Yeah,
10: yeah.
1: <laughs> in Kansas City,
10: every yeah, Kansas City, uh, yeah. You know, um, we divided uh, in our news division out of Washington. We divided uh, the country in different regions to track uh, the, the the critical key races uh, in different parts of the country. So I've got colleagues covering the East region and the Western region, I and see. I'm co- covering the Central region, the midsection of the of the U.S.
2: Okay. All right. Well, then let me ask you about uh, the big day tomorrow, Greg, which I'm sure is all that anyone's thinking about that you're associating with <laughs> right now. But here's the thing. So Trump isn't running. Of course, we know that. And yet somehow this election is seen as a referendum on him. Uh, is this different than other midterm elections that you've covered?
10: Uh, in some ways, it's not any different because the, the referendum... Question always comes up because uh, when you're the incumbent president of the United States, you know that's that's always going to be at least one of the lenses that people use to uh, to evaluate and and to analyze and to make sense of whatever the results are. Uh, And and as we've discussed in recent um, conversations, and this is very familiar um, data that everybody has is that, you know, most of the time the sitting president's party does not do well, uh, in the congressional midterm elections. Uh, only a couple of times have, uh, you know, the party of the president, um, you know, maintained or gained out of the last, I don't know how many years, uh, going back, you know, a few decades. So, um, that, that's kind of a built in uphill battle right there. But what I would say is different is kind of the, um, the ferocity, if you want, or the frequency of the, uh, the campaign travel that this president has done, especially in the last week, um, he not only is out stumping for other candidates, but he's holding these large rallies, which, of course, he made famous in his own 2016 White House run. Right. And that is different from past presidents who often did a lot of fundraising and some appearances. For congressional candidates, but not these uh, larger scale rallies that we've seen with
1: Donald Trump. I see, but Greg, even though historically it hasn't mattered much, or the you know the the sitting president had has not made much gains. The party, the president, to hear people talk about this. This is the be all and end all. I mean, holy smokes, get out the vote, which is great. I mean, many more people are going to vote. It feels as though this election than in recent memory, but this seems like there's just a lot more hinging upon this, which may be the state of American politics today.
10: I think that's part of it, John, and and I think um, one of the one of the factors that I would uh, point to is just the fact that um, this presidency has been so different in in many regards to previous administrations, uh, there is a lot more interest in politics and in these midterms uh, than than we typically see in terms of, uh, you know, the election cycle. Usually presidential year elections, we see much more voter engagement. And of course, we don't know exactly what the turnout is going to be until after the turnout tomorrow. But early voting indications show um, across the country that there are many more people voting early and uh, being engaged in the process. And I think Donald Trump is one of the reasons why, whether you like him or dislike him, He's driving voter interest. For sure,
2: for sure. What about polling, Greg? It's it's so f- ironic to me that we are investing so much time in conversation of what the polls are showing. You know, right now this poll shows that the Democrats are going to take the House, the Republicans are going to keep the Senate, or it's going to be a lot closer than that. Whatever. If 2016 didn't teach us anything, it probably should have taught us that we shouldn't trust the polls.
10: Well, that's right, and there are any number of news organizations that are very well aware of 2016 and are being cautious. Although at the same time, you're right, Kathy, to say that uh, members of the media, members of the public, uh, you know, followers, of political observers are uh, tracking and and trying to you know analyze results from various surveys because they do provide us um, some valuable information and they do provide a snapshot. Uh, But one thing that I heard uh, from some um, deep diving analysts uh, not too long ago is that they were looking at the number of people that have been involved in early voting in some states across the country who had not who had not uh, voted before or participated in local or state elections. And so these are people that have not been tracked, have likely not been surveyed by pollsters. Mm and they're just wondering um, if there's an undercount, an overcount, exactly how that's going to play out, whether that means it's favorable for the Democrats or the Republicans. So there still are a lot of loose elements here to figure
1: out. SRN News, White House correspondent Greg Clugson is with us. So, Greg, you've been traveling with the president to his rallies all across the country. You've been to West Virginia, Indiana, Florida, Montana. You've been all over this place. I mean, literally a front-row seat to see President Trump What is that like? I mean, you know, um, the rallies themselves, depending upon who you are, have been upheld as, you know, a great American moment of democracy or derided as some sort of, you know, right wing uh, sort of craziness. What do you see and what's that experience like for you?
10: Well, yeah, those four states that you mentioned, those were four rallies that the president uh, did on Friday and Saturday. So it was a two day swing. Hitting four states and three different time zones, and uh, that is just indicative of the, the pace that he has been on here of campaigning the last few days. And it's interesting because uh, you know obviously each of the speeches, each speech is very similar to the other speech. It's a it's a standard uh, for him now campaign rally speech. Sure. But he often uh, will, as any candidate will do, he will. Uh, customize you know the remarks to the particular audience the particular state or region given you know the the local industries you know talking about coal mining when he was in Montana and in West Virginia and he's talking about manufacturing jobs in Indiana and uh, so he'll, he'll tailor the message to the audience there what's interesting is uh, his use of these uh, airport hangars uh, now he's not the first president to ever hold a rally at an airport uh, but he's been able to do that um, very frequently here the last few weeks, and what that allows him to do is he doesn't have to worry about traveling from the airport to a separate venue. I see. Air Force One pulls right up to the actual rally site. He gets off and strolls across the tarmac to the stage where there are thousands of people gathered there, and many people have lined up since early in the morning or the night before, and so... The president, even as he was uh, departing the White House earlier today, John, was was talking about really the excitement, and he really feels there's uh, this energy out there across the country. Uh, The one caveat that I would add to that that comment from the president is he has been traveling to very red states, and often the reddest part of those red states. So he's obviously going to the base of his support.
4: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: So Greg, the president was just here in Pittsburgh last week, paying his respects at the Tree of Life Synagogue. And uh, one of the things that we expected and we sure got is a lot of uh, polarized opinion mm-hmm. to the president and his visit. Now of course that was a different situation than what you're encountering over the last three or four days. But I'm wondering if, if you've seen that same type of response to Trump when you are traveling with him and you see him go into a city.
10: Yeah, we do. When we travel, uh, especially uh, when it's not the airport rallies, uh, he gets into the motorcade and then drives uh, to a hotel convention center or some other uh, venue for a speech or or whatever the event may be. Uh, the you know the roads are often lined with uh, you know with protesters as well as supporters holding signs and uh you know voicing their opinion and so we do we do come across all the time in our travel with the president um, you know dissenting mm-hmm. voices people who are not just um, upset with the direction of the country but are specifically angry with this president um, and so we have seen that and you're right the polarization uh is something that we're really seeing and it, when you look at the president's travel to often rural sections of grand states um that points to the real you know the widening gap between uh voters and how they vote in uh you know in the cities and in the urban areas uh in many cases versus the more rural uh you know red-leaning districts and uh you know areas and counties across the country so there is that gap there and that's why we have that polarization
1: i see so then for you greg as a reporter just the the machinery of it all what does tomorrow look like for you
10: well, I'm here, uh, as I mentioned, in the Midwest and uh, tracking races. There's a uh, you know key Senate races here in Missouri. Claire McCaskill uh, mm-hmm. could be ousted in favor of uh, Josh Hawley, who is the GOP uh, Secretary of State here, or the Attorney General, I should say. And then you also have uh, key Senate races uh, not too far from here in North Dakota and in Indiana, and those are all very critical to perhaps having the Republican party add to their majority in the U.S. Senate. Um, A couple of them are are real toss-ups, though. And in neighboring Kansas, right across the river from Kansas City here, you have a a very intriguing uh, race for governor. Obviously, Kansas is a Republican-leaning state. It's a red state, um, but they've had some tax issues the last number of years, and it's a neck-and-neck race between the Democrat and the Republican. So those are the races I'll be tracking. I'll be uh, working out of an affiliate Station, uh, a SRN affiliate station here in the Kansas City area, uh, tomorrow evening, contributing to our network newscast, mm-hmm. which is a four-hour broadcast tomorrow night.
2: Right, you'll be able to hear that, listeners, on twelve fifty a.m. Our sister station, The Answer. All right, Greg. So, unprecedented numbers of dollars have been dumped into this uh, midterm election, more than any other uh, midterm, and we're expecting that more people are going to vote tomorrow. Um, will you have a chance to vote yourself?
10: Yep, yeah, I always uh, take a part in early voting when mm-hmm. I know that I'll be traveling on Election Day or right before Election Day. So okay. um, early voting is the way I have to do it.
2: All right. Well, Greg, we look forward to hearing your reporting tomorrow night. I'm sure it's going to be a huge day for you. So we hope that you have uh, some power aid and a few protein bars and you'll be good to go.
10: <laughs> Absolutely. Great talking with you guys.
1: Fantastic. Always a pleasure. Greg Klug's NSRN News White House correspondent. As they say, vote early, vote often.
8: Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee.
3: Small latte, please.
8: And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to BloodScienceFoundation.org and made a financial donation.
11: There, done.
8: You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you. And Jen.
9: Ooh, cake pops.
8: So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit BloodScienceFoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation. Giving.
1: Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it, too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two MyPillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code WORD to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. So don't delay. That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. The day after Thanksgiving, feed your soul.
8: Join Amen to Action as we come together to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 23rd at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. And all faiths and ages are welcome. Come fill your heart with joy. And one million plates of food right here in Pittsburgh. To register, go to amentoaction.org.
3: Let's get to work with eVerify, the modernized employment eligibility verification partner that can maximize your potential. They're helping employers throughout the hiring process so they can focus on other business. Get started at everify.gov slash go.
8: Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net
12: It'll turn cloudy tonight, followed by some rain and thunderstorms toward daybreak and the first part of tomorrow, mild tonight with lows near 50. Then tomorrow is going to be turning windy with clouds breaking for sun in the afternoon. Winds can gust to 40 miles an hour, mild with a high 63. Diminishing wind, partly cloudy and chillier tomorrow night with a low near 40. Cool despite partial sun Wednesday, high 52. I'm AccuWeather Media just Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM.
1: So it's a Monday. We track along, That's, you know.
4: It's not
2: just Monday.
1: What, uh, it's
2: National it's, Redhead Day. Oh.
1: National Redhead Day. Yeah. What, what does that do? I don't know. does that mean? That we just says, recognize um, the redhead? It says tomorrow? today's
2: the day for Redheads to celebrate their tremendous tresses.
1: Yeah, well, so that's what
2: we're celebrating.
1: Uh, there are that is true. There are a few things more beautiful than a, a red-headed woman. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? <laughs> hey, this is John. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a fashion rule. <laughs> but you know, when you do, you see a, 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 a gorgeous redhead. I mean, that's that's very pretty.
2: Right, it is. It's very unusual. Yes. Okay, fa- uh, do you have a favorite redhead? You can you can talk about you know someone you know, or you can talk about someone who's famous. I don't
1: really care. Okay, I'll I'll talk about someone who's famous. All right, uh, from Mad Men, Christina. Oh my God, She's gorgeous.
2: Oh, she is so gorgeous. I mean, in a word, blah oh, blah blah. Boom. Holy wow. smokes, she is. Yeah, Christina really, Hendrix. really, really beautiful. Uh, I will see your Christina Hendricks. Okay, and, and I will offer up a Lucille Ball.
1: Oh, Lucille Ball. Thank you for that.
2: <laughs> I mean. No, how about Lucille James, Ball? Jamestown, New York, by the way. That's where, That's she's, where from. she's
1: from. Uh-huh. When you see Lucille Ball in the movies, like in the 30s or 40s, she plays – she doesn't play someone daffy. She plays, I'm not familiar with those. Oh, she plays like a femme fatale. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, she was working – Hollywood was working on the redheaded looks. Mm. But then, of course, you know, I Love Lucy changed all that. Well, she was the one of the greatest comedians in, in history. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Absolutely, seriously, so hilarious! She, oh my gosh.
2: Mike, give me a redhead, please. Emma Stone. Oh, oh. Emma first Jean off, Stone. Okay, first off, she's beautiful. She mm-hmm. is. Second of all, her lip sync battle oh, on yes. Jimmy Fallon is my favorite of all time. It's hysterical. It is so.
4: Funny.
5: Yeah.
2: That's that. Uh, every time I think of her, I don't care how many movies yeah. she does, how great of an actress she is. I'm always coming back to the lipstick. Did you see La La Land? No, I oh. never did. I
1: haven't seen that either. Oh, I love that movie. Did you? John? Oh, it's a fabulous film. That's a really good movie. Yeah.
7: Yeah. I'm surprised. Why, don't you and you guys I, see why that? didn't we see that, Mike? I don't know. It's on Netflix. What's wrong
2: with us? It's really on Netflix. No, no I don't think it is.
1: Uh, I've seen it on Netflix. What? Yeah. Hello. Wow. Hello.
2: Okay, someone's, call. someone's calling in. I got to get there. All right, how, someone back. else. My, or what's your name, John?
1: My name is, <laughs> my name is John. Hull. I'm
2: Mike. I'm new Mike.
1: How about Prince, ha- Prince Harry?
2: Oh, is he a favorite of yours?
1: No, but I okay. know he's a redhead. He is a redhead. Okay. He's a
2: very famous redhead.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a dad. Oh, um, the first time I saw this actress was in a um, um, Jessica Chastain.
2: No, wait. I know her name, but I can't think of what she looks like.
1: She was in uh, the first time I saw her. She was in a, a, a Malik film, uh, Tree of Life. Got which, it. To me, I, which
2: I never saw that film, but I, but I know who she is. Now. I was just reading about that yeah. film, Tree of Life. It's yeah. considered by many th- the greatest Christian movie of all time. Yeah, I saw that same article.
1: It's a trippy. It's a trippy film, but it's a beautiful film. Yeah, yeah I'd like to Chester see that. Okay, that's, someone, that's a good call. Was someone complaining? Uh, no, no, no. They, they were,
7: it was Tim. He he actually uh, said that apparently Lucille Ball is. As a brunette, but she dyed her hair As a redhead. Yeah. Uh What? Mm -hmm. And his pick was Anne Margaret. Oh, Mm -hmm. Anne Margaret. Well, that's classic.
1: Mm -hmm. That's
2: a very. Okay. How about this? Mm -hmm. I I hear you're Anne Margaret, and I raise you a Jillian Anderson.
1: Mm -hmm. That's fine.
2: Did you watch The X Files?
1: I did not watch The X Files. I didn't either. But I'll tell you
2: what. I saw her. she First of all, I never knew she was British. Did you know she was British?
1: I uh, did not know. Okay,
2: she has a gorgeous accent that we've never heard because we're so used to seeing her in, the, oh, in X-Files. Oh, of course, okay? yeah, yeah. She's a Brit. She did. She played the lead role in Charles Dickens' Bleak House. Oh, that was produced for BBC. How did to see that? Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Is she
1: that?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I never watched the X Files. It wasn't of interest to me. It just yeah. seemed a little too overproduced and like you know trippy and
13: yeah. Oh, is she? Gorgeous. She's wonderful. Oh, she's really? wonderful and beautiful. Well, she's House. had a good career. She's had a
2: great she? career. And listen to me. Yeah. She looks terrific. Does she? Yes.
1: Well, she's redhead. She, um just great. How about um, do you know this? I, I knew this. This was like a weird piece of trivia. The father of our country, George Washington, was a redhead. Come on. No, it's true. How do you know up. that? I, I don't know. Just well, I think it was like That's you know, some we were of the trivia
2: you've gained
7: over a lifetime. Trivial,
1: pres- yeah. I, Wasn't I'll,
7: JFK too?
1: No. No, I don't think so. JFK, really?
7: I think so. I don't think so. You think he dyed his hair?
1: Really? No, but George Washington really? was okay. a redhead. I mean, so. I hear you're George Washington. Yes.
2: All right, I got to tell you that the, I think the most gorgeous redhead I've ever seen anywhere in my whole life is, I can't think, I don't even know her name, the woman who is the, who plays the lead role on Poldark right now on BBC.
1: I don't even know what that is.
2: Listen, this woman is is a fabulous actress. Really? And she is absolutely, she looks like a real version of the animated character in Brave.
4: Hmm.
7: I, I can't, I have, I have to look it up. I don't know who that is. Oh my goodness. Have oh, you guys seen the movie Arrival? It was in 2016? Came oh, out in 2016. It's a space movie. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Amy Adams. Oh, Amy She's Adams. Redhead.
1: Julia and See, Julia. See, Amy
7: Adams is one of
2: those people who changes her hair color so much. Right. I don't yeah. know that she is a redhead. Well,
1: so is Nicole Kidman.
2: She can't Same be thing. a redhead. She's a redhead. She's blonde. I don't no, no, think no. She she's is. a redhead. How is, a redhead. is she? I think she's, she's a blonde.
1: How about the uh, the guy, the uh, snowboarder? Uh, oh yeah, Sean White. Sean, Sean White. He's Sean a redhead. White.
2: Yeah, he's right. a redhead. Yeah. and he's uh, what a great face he has. I How always, about
1: the woman who? Uh, Eleanor
2: Tomlinson is the one who plays Demelza on Poldark. Right. Anyone who's seen Poldark, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, this it's. Everyone's nodding who's seen Doc They say, oh, you're right. She's absolutely beautiful.
1: How about that crazy comedian who uh, uh, infam- infamously cut off the president's head? Uh, oh, Kathy Griffin.
2: Oh, yeah, she's oh. a redhead. She's a redhead. Oh, all right.
1: Right? Um, that,
2: that doesn't help me.
1: Um, oh, what a, oh, I know. How about Ron Howard?
2: The voice of Arrested Development.
1: Yeah, Ron Howard. Mm.
2: And, of course, Happy Days. Opie. Opie, I never saw that uh, show. That,
1: I cannot believe you've never seen. I know that show. What? I can't
7: not, not I can't. one episode. She's
1: never seen it, never. Now listen, I'm I grew trying, up watching that. Me too. In the original format, Mike. What's going on there?
7: What's this? This is Eleanor Tomlinson. Oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah, fabulous. who plays in Poldark?
1: Can
2: you yeah. see this? She's absolutely beautiful. She has the most gorgeous, gorgeous hair. Oh yeah, she's very, very beautiful.
7: What is the phrase? The redheaded not stepchild. Not as pretty as my wife.
4: Yeah, well, your is wife your wife a redhead?
7: Beautiful um she could she, be a redhead she actually has strawberry blonde hair oh yeah well so i don't know
1: if you really call that redhead. i think you could i think you could go there
7: mm-hmm.
1: K- kathy have you been ever tempted to go redhead
2: i did go red at one point what i did what? i did i went red people you got a photograph of that <laughs> i don't think <laughs> hey this is kathy evans <laughs> <laughs> i think i might do it again now they're bringing it up
1: Br- bring it i on. feel like
2: i should do it do redhead yeah why not listen why don't
1: we all go redhead
2: That would would be so great if we all went ginger
1: for a day.
7: Johnny. I can't imagine you with red hair.
1: (laughs) Only my hairdresser knows for sure. It's John Hall's Rules of Fashion. Are you a redhead? Join us. 101.5
5: WORD.
3: On the next adventure in Odyssey, the vandalism of wit's end could be connected to wit doing the right thing. What happened, wit?
13: Miss Adelaide from the school asked me to hang up a poster for the festival and...
3: I declined.
13: Uh, That's really all there is to
2: it. And the return of Buck Oliver causes conflicts at school. Well, where's my wallet?
11: Did
3: he break out of jail? Don't miss the next Adventure in Odyssey. Tonight at 8
6: on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D.
3: Over the river and through the woods to Grandmother's house we go. Remember those old-fashioned holidays when the pace was slower and the food all tasted like Grandma had been cooking all day just for you? You know what? She probably did. You know what else? At the Spring House in 84, we still cook all day long just for you. So even though your life is filled with running, we can make sure that you still enjoy an old-fashioned holiday. Call the spring house now to order fresh turkeys, not frozen, mind you, fresh, the only kind grandma used. The aroma of a turkey roasting in your oven will fill the house with promises of what's to come. Let us prepare side vegetable dishes like Aunt Emma's breaded broccoli, sweet potato pie, or even real mashed potatoes. And don't you forget to order the dinner rolls and, of course, our own homemade pumpkin pies or even apple crumb. They seem to be the favorites this year. Call 228-3339 now and let us help you enjoy a real old-fashioned holiday. The
0: following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's
3: probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards. The interest on the cards was really high. I was making the minimum
2: payments, but barely. And it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity.
0: If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6977. To talk to a certified counselor. They
2: met with me and they were able to get all of my
0: credit cards in one lower payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands.
7: They did help me learn
2: how to manage my money. Now, you know, we have a house and we're doing a lot better.
0: If your debt has you down, call Trinity at one 800 990 69
2: My name is Holly, and I am debt-free for keeps.
0: 1-800-990-6976
6: Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available Now, call our tuition solution specialist at 412 503
8: 4769 to reserve yours. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children. And that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h-law.
1: What is an entrepreneur? An entrepreneur. That word, I think, it sort of came into you know fruition. What two decades ago, all of a sudden, people were entrepreneurs. Where before they were, what they were business people, or self-starters, or someone who was gutsy. But now entrepreneurship is a thing, and it's a big thing. A lot of colleges teach the idea, the art, the the style, the the work of what it is to be an entrepreneur. And such is the case with our next guest, Yvonne J. English, the executive director of the Center for Entrepreneurship. She is at Grove City College. Of course, you've heard us talk about Grove City. Both of our kids grow to Grove City. We love it. Yvonne, welcome to the show. How are you today?
9: Thank you so much. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
1: hey, it's our pleasure.
2: So is that right? Is entrepreneurship kind of, uh, I don't know, is that, is that the latest way to look at a self-starter?
9: So that is an interesting question. (laughs) Um, A lot of times people think entrepreneurship means you have to start your own business or um, you have to be in business for yourself. Certainly that's part of entrepreneurship. But here at Grove City, we look look at entrepreneurship as a mindset and a skill set that, frankly, all of our students need in this day and age. If you think about um, the gig economy that they talk about, I mean, I'm from um, Generation uh, X. And they say in my generation, we will change careers seven times. And that's Mm -hmm. even greater for other generations coming behind us. That makes a lot
1: of sense. Okay. So, so Kath and I did this thing a few years ago, Yvonne, where we sat down and we wrote down all the jobs we've ever had. Um, And I've got this, you know, I've got this in my files. Uh I have mine too. I think I've had. 30 yeah, you had 30, five jobs. You had thirty-five jobs. Yeah, thirty-five wow. that you you know that I made a paycheck from. Let's mm-hmm. started out with a paper boy, and of course, you know I went to bus boy, and
2: and you you ascended to talking Christmas tree, <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> But I believe, and I said this to Kath during the break, I said, do you think that you're an entrepreneur? And she said, no, not particularly. But I would look at Kathy and think, well, yeah, I mean, you don't get to this position and you know not have oh, a, some right. sort of gutsy, self-starting yeah, th- thing. Yeah,
2: that's the thing. I guess I look at entrepreneurs as people who are able to generate an idea, bring it to completion, and do it all on their own. So maybe that's not a correct working definition, Yvonne?
9: Um, I'd say, surely, that's a definition a lot of people would identify with. Um, but I think it's wider in this day and age. Um, if you think about our students and what we're prepar- the world we're preparing them to go into, um, they have to manage themselves. It used to be, you know, my parents' generation and my grandparents' generation, you started at a company and you worked there for 30 years and you got the gold watch. Yeah. And it's just not the case anymore. So we're trying to prepare our students um, for this new world. In fact, um, I was just reading a study um, a couple weeks ago about elementary and middle school students. And what the study said is basically – we're trying to train students. The majority of jobs that we're trying to train them for won't even exist, and the majority of jobs that they will be going into don't even exist right now. Holy so, smokes. Wow. So, trying to train them for something that we don't even know what it looks like is, is quite a challenge. So, I would say entrepreneurship's wider now.
1: I bet. So, so, as people come into your, you know, your domain, your classroom, your area at Grove City, where you know you're there, you are the center for entrepreneurship. Is there a psychological profile where you go? This is my prototypical student. This this student has moxie, or guts, or courage, all those things together, a vision that you know, makes up the prototypical student? Is there such a thing?
9: Great question. Um, certainly there are some that come to us and we know right away they have, quote, it. And it uh-huh. looks differently depending on the student. Um, it could be someone who comes in and just has a, a different way of looking at the world, um, an innovative lens, if you will. And again, it can be any any major. I mean, we've had education majors who come in and they have really great ideas on how to disrupt education. Um, of course, we have students who say, I want to study entrepreneurship because I know that I either want to start my own business or I want to go into a large corporation and be what we call an entrepreneur or corporate entrepreneur. And um, what we look for is really students who are willing, and it's, it's interesting at Grove City because we're a conservative college, right? So we're looking for students who are willing to push the boundaries a little bit, to look at things differently, and to really um, embrace the methodology that we're going to teach them here.
0: I see. So...
1: I'm sure as part of the, uh, the thread of learning, you must look at case studies of famous entrepreneurs, which I, I'm sure, you know, would include Steve Jobs or, you know, people like that. Somebody in their garage who's making something out of nothing essentially and has disrupted the world with their visionary genius. So are, are there people like that that you follow along and go, yeah, that person, man or woman, was the great entrepreneur?
9: Oh, absolutely. We look at case studies. It's interesting you bring up Steve Jobs. That's every everyone brings up Steve Jobs sure. and Elon Musk and um, all those Silicon Valley entrepreneurs. Um, they are wonderful case studies, and really what's interesting about entrepreneurship now is um, it used to take a lot more to start a business, right? It used to take a lot more resources, but with the internet and all of the technology and social media the way it exists now, students can start businesses with very little low, overhead and very low risk, and um, that means that when they're here with us at Grove City, I have a lot of different students who are starting businesses right here, right now, and they don't have to worry about rent. They don't have to worry about investors Mm -hmm. a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. because we have a lot of programs that come around them, and it's almost a safe zone for them to do that.
1: I see. So then you're of the mindset that it can be created. It's not something you're necessarily born with. Because to me, when I think of somebody who's an entrepreneur, I would think that courage, right, that that courage is one of the major ingredients, and you either have courage or not.
4: right.
9: Yes, I think that is very interesting. This is the age old argument we have in entrepreneurship. Can we actually even teach this or is it something that's innate in someone when they're born? Um, I happen to personally believe it's, it's a hybrid of the two. Um, certainly um, entrepreneurs are seen as risk takers. Uh, what I tell my students is um, in my history not only have I started businesses but I've also worked for large corporations. And um, it's really a perception of risk because I had employees at large corporations that we had rounds of layoffs. They had no idea it was coming. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have your own business, you know exactly what that cash balance is. You know what's happening in your business. So if you look at it that way, it, it was almost riskier to work for a large corporation than it was to have your own endeavor. I see. But mm-hmm. but certainly it takes moxie, right? It it takes um, really self efficacy the belief in yourself and that you can do it and that's what we tr- we teach a certain methodology about how it's done, certainly. And I think that you can teach students how to reduce the risk of starting a business. But there is a a certain part that's innate, which is that spark, the belief in oneself, the belief in an idea, the willingness to, quote, risk it all in order to pursue that idea.
1: Yvonne J. English is with us. Yvonne's the Executive Director of the Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Grove City College. So with that... With that courage and that that vision, that it thing, what about Grove City being a Christian institution? How does God meld into the middle of a vision for the flourishing for the common good, for the greater
9: good? I am so happy you asked that question. That is a passion of mine and a passion of many of our faculty and students here. So if you think about entrepreneurship, you think about this traditional entrepreneurship, and you think about maybe you've heard social entrepreneurship, so maybe those are companies like Tom's Shoes um, mm-hmm. or companies that really either give back or they integrate social entrepreneurship into their business models. And at Grove City, we love social entrepreneurship, but if you think about social entrepreneurship, anyone can be a social entrepreneur. It's, it's agnostic. So it's really about helping the world you know, promoting the common good. We're all for that. But we look at it actually at the next level. We call it redemptive entrepreneurship.
4: Hmm.
9: And really what redemptive entrepreneurship is certainly something that serves the common good, but it's really focused on transforming the lives of your employees, your vent- vendors, your customers, and your community by applying biblical principles and kingdom values. And once you do that, your whole lens of entrepreneurship yes. changes. Right. Yeah, because
2: all of a sudden, this is not just empty capitalism. This is actually, <laughs> you know, freedom for a purpose. And that's really the agency that God has given to people who believe in him who live on this planet.
9: Absolutely. I mean, God was the the great creator. We are made in his image, and um, he's given us these talents that we should use to help join him to redeem all things. So when we look at our ventures and we teach our students, we teach them to look at what they're creating, their products and their services. And does that make humanity better? Does it make humanity flourish? Or is it something that could be used for evil? You have to think about those things in this day and age.
1: Sure do. Well, Yvonne, it's fascinating. Uh, Really, really interesting what you're doing here. Congratulations on this and to equip and empower and engage young students, especially from a Christian world perspective, to get out there in the world and alter things for for the good forever. So thanks for being with us today.
9: Thank you so much. Really appreciate
1: it. Our pleasure. Yvonne English. she is the executive director of the Center for Entrepreneurship and Innovation at Grove City College. We love Grove City. Both of our kids attend.
8: Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies?
10: For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the
8: example policy at selectquote.com/slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all
6: states. Hi.
7: Change furnace filters, check. Change smoke detector batteries, check. Install CO2 detector, check. Make sure the furnace is ready in good working condition.
8: When you have Pellis Heating and Cooling Service your system, check. You're ready for anything. And be confident knowing a Pellis Tech is available 24 hours a day in case of emergencies, with after-hour calls returned within 30 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S at pellishvac.com. Why don't you
7: come because my mom is a really good dentist.
8: Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock.
7: I love the joy that children bring to the office.
9: I like creating those good, positive first experiences, and I try to really reinforce that we're there to help and to have a good time at the dental office.
8: My mommy is a really good dentist and she'll so take Good care of
7: you. You have my word on it.
8: Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. Five years ago, a National Barna Omni poll discovered that 77% of evangelicals believe we're now living in the end times as described by the Bible. But how can we really know? Don't miss the most comprehensive, in depth, prophetic end time seminar anywhere. You'll be amazed at how much information God's Word provides. This all day end time seminar is Saturday, November 10th at Christ Church at Grove Farm. To learn more, go to endtimeseminar.com
1: That's endtimeseminar.com I love this music. I don't, every time I hear it I kind of want to get up and dance.
2: You know what? I was watching comedians in cars getting coffee the other night. Yeah,
1: they're using this? They, they used our theme song. What? Twice. Yeah, Twice?
2: Twice. Did they, call, did they call and ask you, Mike, if they could use it? They did.
7: They did. Okay. I, you know, it was Jerry that called me. What? It How is Jerry? is Jerry?
2: He's great. Is, are yeah. we going to be able to get in the car and have coffee with him?
7: Unfortunately, not. I'm Why? sorry. Why? Um. If you were going to
1: get in a car with Jerry, what car would it be?
2: Oh, that's oh, such man. a great question. Tell me. That's an excellent sure. question. Tell me. Now, the the car is supposed to reveal something about you. That's what's what's funny about it. Is right. it's supposed to? It's like Jerry's take on who you are. Right. Right. I wonder what that would be. I don't know. I mean, it...
1: well, if I had, to, I I would choose two cars. Okay. The, what would you the, pick? I would choose a um, 1964 Chevy station wagon, <laughs> which is what is that in I- Pala? Uh, I'm not. It might have been an Impala, which right. was what you know. My dad had for us as, as kids mm-hmm. forever. That'd be good. And then I'd also like to have a uh, Porsche 911.
2: Oh right. Oh, oh, well, who yeah. wouldn't Give like to have a two, Porsche 911? Yeah. You can have
1: those two things, you know, sort of represent my okay. life. All
2: right. So what if I had a Ferrari California? That'd be fine. Okay. Which would be very, very nice. nice. I'd have yeah. to be wearing jeans mm-hmm. and something sporty yeah. if I was in that car. Um, I could do an Audi, like a nice Audi sedan. Very nice. I love the new Audi sedans. I'd have to dress up for yeah.
1: that. So there would be uh, Christian talk show host in cars. (laughs) Drinking beverages. (laughs) And Mike? Horse and buggy for me. Oh, come on. Giddy
3: up, brother. Yeah, baby. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. A service of Salem Media Group.
10: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. On election eve, President Trump is imploring Republicans to vote and preserve his accomplishments to date. The president
12: says the GOP is energized.
0: There is a great electricity in the air. As he
12: left on his final pre-midterm push, he said Republicans look to be in good shape in trying to hold both congressional chambers. I think we're going to do... Pretty well. But in a telephone town hall with supporters hours earlier, he said the GOP simply must win to keep Democrats from undoing what his administration's accomplished.
13: It's all fragile.
12: Saying even though he's not on the ballot, the media's portraying the election as a referendum on him. Sagar Magani, Washington. A good day on Wall Street as
10: the Dow was up by 191 points to close at 25,462. NASDAQ down by 28, the S&P up by 15. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by
6: Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years.
5: You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control the Brain Balance program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you.
8: This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The
7: cost of many Medicare plans are decreasing this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans, plans that can eliminate your out-of-pocket costs, plans with $0 premiums, and even plans that pay you back.
8: What is it people need to keep in mind?
7: With so many new options, it can be confusing. You can get objective help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more. With lower co-pays, more choices like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage, and the freedom to see the doctors you choose. Don't miss out on savings you deserve. Our health market's Medicare assistance is free. Thanks,
8: Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets.
12: Find out if you can get a Medicare plan that pays you back. Call 800-735-8803. That's 800-735-8803. 800-735-8803.
13: Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by, making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a large portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-942-4730. 800-942-4730. That's 800-942-4730.
12: It'll turn cloudy tonight, followed by some rain and thunderstorms toward daybreak and the first part of tomorrow. Mild tonight with lows near 50 Then tomorrow is going to be turning windy with clouds breaking for sun in the afternoon. Winds can gust 40 miles an hour, mild with high 63. Diminishing wind, partly cloudy and chillier tomorrow night with a low near 40. Cool despite partial sun Wednesday, high 52. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. (laughs)
0: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are
1: your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Oh, well, I'm looking at the clock here in the studio.
2: Oh, it's and it says it's three minutes after six.
1: <laughs> yeah, Apparently we didn't get is. around to changing the
13: clock No, show.
2: I don't think we fell back.
1: No, how, so it's o'clock. How, how are you doing? Fine. I, I don't understand. There's some what psychological physical repercussions well, this on is this the day,
2: day. I, you know I read the reports on Friday which said that this is the day that there are a lot of car accidents people are feeling um cognitively foggy cognitively are you feeling foggy? no I feel fine I mean I feel do you feel good well I think there's a cognitive fog often in relation to the radio
1: station no no I oh yeah what here yeah at uh, uh, 101.5 from four to six
2: i mean do you listen to the ride home with johnny kathy i mean there's been cognitive fog before
1: there's been occasional i don't know fog, if
2: we maybe. can attribute it to daylight savings no, no, no. I, thing- I enjoyed my extra hour of sleep a lot i stayed up late
1: here's the deal so often because of i don't know whatever i wake up in the middle of the night yeah usually this is weird i tend to wake up and i don't know why this is at 444 i don't know what that means
2: now, you wouldn't know that if you didn't look at your clock. I look at my clock. You don't. Ha- you shouldn't look at your clock because anyway, it doesn't matter.
1: Um, the other day, I woke up uh, an hour ahead of time.
4: You
2: woke up at 3.44.
1: Yeah. So it messed me all up.
7: Mm-hmm. That's good. Mike, how do you feel about your uh, feel good? falling backwards? I felt great. I mean, it didn't affect me at all. Of course but, it doesn't. I mean, I, I have a little toddler at home, so he's... Oh, I hated that. I hated that when I had little yeah. kids. Hated it. I, don't, I mean...
1: He's up all uh, anyway.
7: Yeah. But what we did, we, we decided to put him to bed at 7. Instead of eight Nice Oh so yeah.
1: And how was he with that? He was fine He didn't know the difference
7: No he didn't know the difference That's Okay good. That's right. good That's great Now are you experiencing cognitive fog? Um, not because of the daylight saving time Because time. what Steeler game but yesterday? No but be, No not at all That that pumped me up Yeah, yeah. Um, Because I have a toddler That likes to wake up pretty early Right well, I hate that you That's you the, yeah, yeah, But yeah. toddlers do produce cognitive fog Yes they do They do mm-hmm, But mm-hmm. it's all worth it It is
2: worth oh, it Of yeah. course we love Dr. J mm-hmm. Good news posted in the uh, PG Today. Newtown families uh, from Connecticut who have experienced their own horror and tragedy when it comes to mass shooting did a really wonderful thing for a place called Commonplace Coffee, which is on Forbes Avenue. Yeah. Um, so the this group from Newtown Connecticut uh put together a, a donation of $650 a small group of family and alumni from a school in Newtown called Fraser Woods Montessori
1: School which is not too far away from the Newtown Sandy Hook, yeah, Sandy right from Hook.
2: Sandy Hook um they remembered what it was like to go through this and so they said you know what we want to give this money to commonplace coffee so that people who go by can just get a free cup
1: Free cup of coffee. So Saturday was all free coffee a Commonplace. I love that so much. I love much. that. People find ways to reach out and connect in times of tragedy that are so heartfelt and so ingenious in many ways. I mean, who would have thought about something like that? Right. What about the cookie table?
2: Oh, so so there's a group called, and I want to cite them appropriately, um, the Wedding Cookie Table Community.
1: <laughs> Which wouldn't not be nice to be part of that. Why aren't we? Yeah. I mean, we could, I, I mean, would they accept us as members? Well, you'd have to contribute. What do you got? Well, Date up pinwheels or sh- what? You need something special to show up with.
2: How about an, an, a solid oatmeal raisin? That's fine. I think it's a delicious option.
1: I, I want the little lady fingers. <sighs> if I could have those, seriously, when I'm dying, they go, John, do you need some water? I go, no, I need a little lady finger. <laughs>
2: okay, now listen, how That's about the I, last wedding you and I were. <laughs> Together. Hmm. Mike, we missed you at this wedding. The reason you weren't invited is because you didn't know these people. Right. But, but we knew this couple. But we out. knew them. And John and I sat together. Oh, my. We were like the bad kids at the back of the bus. <laughs> Listen. You guys we, always are. We were you go. in there less than five minutes and we were scoping out everything on that cookie table. Oh my gosh. We had a strategy because it wasn't open right. We didn't feel like it was right to just walk up as soon as we, you know, got to the reception. Not immediately. I would have been right there with you. We, we waited went, about. Ten minutes. There may be 15. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyway, back to the cookie table. Uh, Pittsburgh Police Chief Scott Schubert also displayed his gratitude on social media, thanking the Wedding Cookie Table community for using its skills Mm. because they created a traditional Pittsburgh cookie table to show appreciation for city police stations. I love it. Nice. Including Zone 4 and Squirrel Hill.
3: Oh,
1: that's so good. I
2: mean, that is is just great.
1: You know what the the, uh, fire department does around the city? This is so cool. Um, Anytime you drive by a city fire department, they have soda um, machines out front, and they all have big signs. Soda, 50 cents. So they're selling cheap pop, I think, to engage the community. Oh, for
2: people to come in and kind of see what the firehouse is like. Come up and get a
1: cheap pop for 50 cents and hang out a little bit. Mm -hmm. So kudos.
2: Duquesne Light has made an unspecified donation to the Jewish Federation of Pittsburgh Fund as a measure of Pittsburgh solidarity. Thank you. Um, Carlos McClintock owns the Greater Pittsburgh Tree Service. This is an article I'm reading from the PG. I hope okay. I said that. Carlos McClintock's Greater Pittsburgh Tree Service has been noted. Um, because of his random act of kindness. In the past, he has offered free services to World War II vets, um, but he grew up in Squirrel Hill and Greenfield, and he went to Alderdice. And so the Saturday of the shootings um, was very hard for him. He had jobs scheduled right around Tree of Life, called off his crews, um, because the rain saturation of the uh, of the ground just made it too dangerous. So he wasn't there, nor were his crews. But when he returned to the neighborhood later that week, he requested that a customer donate which w- what would have been his payment, instead send it to the Jewish Federation of Greater Pittsburgh's Our Victims tariff fund.
1: Fabulous. Pittsburgh's good. People are so kind and generous. They want to be part of this in some way, right? To share in the grief, to share in the love.
2: At the beginning of our show today, I talked about my trip to Tree of Life. I I stopped at the synagogue Saturday morning. If you missed any of our 4 o'clock hour and you'd like to hear that, find us on our website, John And uh, in just a minute, we're going to continue to talk about the Tree of Life shooting, but how virtue could help us when we think about the shooting. Our friend, Dr. Karen Swallow-Prior, Liberty University, coming up next. 101.5
5: 101.5 WORD.
6: On the next Focus on the Family, you'll hear why one couple chose to invest in the lives of children who truly needed a home and why adoptive parents often need you to wrap around families like theirs to help. Discover how you can make a difference for a child or family in need next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 830 on 101.5 WORD.
2: Hey, don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Your donut hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today because Medicare is confusing. But Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers that you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and by how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it altogether? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost but on quality with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. So why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com.
6: Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Hey, just ask your delivery guy or
8: the guy who built your delivery guy's house or the guy who laid the highway for the guy who built your delivery guy's house. Ford commercial vehicles can handle the job. During commercial vehicle season, save on transit, Transit Connect, E-Series, Super Duty, and Medium Duty trucks. Ford trucks and vans. Year after year, America's best-selling line of commercial vehicles, because they're built Ford
10: tough. Claim based on IHS market calendar year 1985 through 2017. U.S. tip registrations, excluding registrations to individuals. See your dealer for details.
3: A trip to fun for all family fun park always has our family liking.
12: Now that they've decked their 36 holes of award-winning miniature golf and holiday lights, they got us all thinking.
3: Everything is cool. Christmas time. Fun for All's Holiday Lights Mini Golf runs from November 16th to January 2nd with a portion of the proceeds benefiting Highmark's Caring Place.
12: For more information, visit
3: funforall.com
12: backslash holidaylights and experience the holiday tradition that'll have you singing Joy
4: to the world, the Lord is come.
8: Word FM discount shopping club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone, now with free shipping, like today.
7: Stay road ready for half the price. Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw will change your oil and filter for half off at just $19.95. For repair and maintenance, ASE certified techs, NAPA parts, and a fair price, go with Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw.
8: Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping.
1: Hey, Thanks for being with us. So this past week has been so brutally difficult here in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, And and of course, everyone is carrying their grief in so many different ways. But our next guest, Karen Swallow Pryor, I ask her to join us because she's written a, a brand new book. That is just fabulous um, on reading well, finding the good life through great books. And in it, she talks about virtues. Mm-hmm. Each one of these classic pieces of literature is assigned a different virtue. And so with that, in our heartbreak about what happened in Squirrel Hill and, of course, the rage of the political machine that's running right now in America, all those things – I think all of us carry these shreds of hopelessness or fear or anger or regret, and we all need a little help. And so, Karen, we bring you in to provide some help to give us the look at the virtues and guide us along a path here. Welcome to the show.
11: Oh, thank you for having me, even though, um, yes, this has been a very heavy time, not just for your neighborhood, but even for our nation there have been so many horrific crimes in recent weeks and yes. um, I think it I think it is a good time to talk about virtue. All right, so what is it? Well, virtue is another way of talking about character, moral character. And of course you know, character always matters and morality always matters, but I think when there are so many things going on that feel so outside of our control and they are, so many things are outside of our control, Um, then the only thing we really can control is how we respond to these things and and what kind of character we show and develop and cultivate in response to these things and then even in in ways that hopefully can make a difference over time and maybe even change things before Mm -hmm. they happen.
2: Okay, so time is a word that I think you you can't get away from it. Someone um, like the shooter at Tree of Life didn't get that way in a day, right? It took a lot of time. F- I, I'm, I'm guessing I'm extrapolating here, but I'm guessing based on my knowledge of how hum humankind works, that it takes a while to get to a place where he would do something that destructive. Are you saying also then that it takes a while for virtue to develop in us? It's not the kind of thing where we can snap our fingers and become that way.
11: Exactly. I mean, virtue is something that we develop through practices that become habit and then become part of our nature. And that's through of vice as well. I mean, the opposite of virtue is vice. And we, we misuse the word vice a lot of times. We we talk about minor things like, you know, biting our nails being a vice. But the, the real meaning of vice is the opposite of virtue. And it's a kind of bad character that we develop over time not just bad behaviors everyone behaves badly sometimes and everyone behaves well sometimes but um but virtue and vice are the qualities that are so ingrained in us because we practice them for so long that they become Mm -hmm. part of our character part of our second nature
1: so karen are there traditional historical virtues that people knew in past times that we sort of were ignorant of or just have just gone by them totally
11: Yes, there are many of them, and in writing this book and boiling it down to just 12, I tried to pick some of the, the most common ones that were talked about in um, the tradition of philosophy and church history that I drew on, um, and the one that comes to mind that, you know, that, that prompts this discussion today is the virtue of hope, um, because hope is a virtue, and for Christians in particular, it's a biblical virtue. It is one that not only can be practiced in our natural ability as, you know, as human beings, whether we are Christian or not, but the Bible also talks about a different kind of hope that has a supernatural source, that is a source in God, and it is, um, it is a hope that we have, first of all, in our salvation, but also... Because of that, a hope that we can have every day and in every situation, and it's something that we choose, and it's something that we can practice, um, and therefore it is a virtue. Hmm.
2: So hope does not disappoint, um, the scripture tells us, but there are a lot of things that lead up to hope, right? So suffering produces character, and character, Wait, there's a step there I'm missing.
11: Oh yes, um, sub- yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole list in, in 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 the Bible. Let me see if I can uh, find that verse because it, it, it it's really bothering me. I can't about- think of it right
2: now. But anyway, but but <laughs> but hope is at the end, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out His love for us in Christ Jesus. So we recognize that that the hope that we have access to is infinite. Um, But our connection with the God who provides that hope is what is in large part on us, is that if we're not cultivating that, then when the emergency comes, we just don't have a reservoir that's full.
11: Exactly. Um, And like all of the other virtues, hope is uh – a mean or um, a moderation between the extreme of two vices, a vice of excess and a vice of deficiency. And hope is a moderation between the vice of presumption, which is to just, just kind of assume everything is great and it's going to be fine, and that's a- wrong. And the opposite um, vice, which is one of, of deficient hope, is despair. Both of those are our vices. And I think in these days, it's easy for many of us, for whatever reason, to, to tend toward despair. Um, but that's a lack of virtue. We should neither presume that good things are going to happen um, in due time, nor should we despair that they won't.
1: I see. So then what you're saying, Karen, is that hope is, is necessarily a bridge between a set of, of, of present circumstances and what we envision the future may be?
11: Exactly. And and it, and it concerns a, a good, according to Aquinas, um, who talks a lot about it, it concerns a future good that is possible but difficult to obtain. So we know it's, it will be hard, um, we but we know it's possible and we strive toward it. And that's really the essence of hope, the hmm. kind of hope that all human beings can strive for and that we have to when we're tempted to despair.
1: So when I hear that, and I, th- I think on this... But of all the virtues, to me, hope has to be the most fragile because we've all lived, if you've lived long enough, you've seen your hope dashed or crushed or twisted in some way that what you had hoped for was not necessarily going to happen. And so to invest emotionally in the hope of a greater future is, is kind of scary, right?
11: Right. And and of course, hope isn't the same thing as wishing no. or expecting, you know, like I say, you know, well, I, you know, I, I wish that uh, so-and-so would win the election tomorrow. Um, that's not the same thing as hope, because hope ha- always is tied to a future good, and that future good may not be be exactly what we envision. Um, we yes. often don't know what the future will hold, but we can still hold out hope that it will be
2: good, even if we aren't sure exactly mm-hmm. what it will look like. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking to people who have already believed in Jesus, you know, our hope in the future has to be anchored in the character of the God who promised that there was going to be one. Um, so, that, you know, if, if for people who believe, that's the key, Right.
11: Yes, it, it, it is, and yet even even if we have that hope in, in our salvation and eternity and in the character of Christ, we still, as human beings, have the choice to practice hope every day, and I think that verse that you were talking about, um, which I found, Romans 5, 3, and 4, expresses this beautifully. It says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance, character, and character, hope. So we actually have to develop our character before we really attain the virtue yeah. of hope. Oh, that's
4: yeah, good. Yeah.
2: All right, so one of the things that your book points out, Karen, I've, I've enjoyed your book so much, mm-hmm. is that great works of literature can point us to people's lives where we can see these different virtues developing. Um, and, and that, even though we're talking a fictional sense to me is just, I mean, if if we could look at actual people and know their intimate thoughts and all the things that happened in their lives, we could gain that from them as well. But oftentimes we can't do that. The beauty of literature right. is that we're being in, invited into a private place, yes. right? Where we can see the evolution of a person. Right. And this is exactly one of the, what,
11: why literary fiction is, been, has been shown, I mean, it was theorized by Aristotle in ancient times, that, but recent science is confirming that literary fiction actually, among the other gifts it gives us, is it develops empathy in us, because literary fiction is written in such a way that we are given a glimpse into these interior worlds that we simply aren't with regular people, real-life people, um, and in the process of that, we, as we read, we're forced to make interpretations and judgments and assessments and evaluations. Mm-hmm. And that practice alone develops those critical thinking skills in us and those virtues because we're actually practicing the kinds of assessments we have to make in every day. Only we're, we're, we're doing it, you know, in a, a fictional world, but it's still practicing the same
1: skills. I see. From Liberty University, we're speaking with Dr. Karen Swallow-Prior. Her brand new book is wonderful. It's called On Reading Well, Finding the Good Life Through Great Books. So, Karen, Hope, in your book, Reading Well, is ascribed to what literary work?
11: I discuss um, Cormac McCarthy's apocalyptic, dystopian (laughs) novel, The Road, which is one of the bleakest, most horrible places that you will encounter in in fiction. Yet, I I chose that work specifically because even in such a world, to, to see how Hope triumphs even in such a world, I think, sets an example for us to see how we can grab a hold of hope even in these dark days in our real world.
1: So just briefly, capsulize in a very vague way. I mean, in the midst of the road, it is dystopian. Essentially, the, the world has ended, and there's a married couple with a small child, and you follow along on this road to see how they are trying to... Raise the child. Well, it's Crowley's the man travails. and what's well,
2: the man and the son that are the focus. They right. don't. You don't meet them until later. But it is that that connection of people who are surviving. I guess that's the best way to put it, Karen.
11: Right, right. They're surviving, and and the man wants to do more than survive. He wants to remain good in the midst of this world, which the few people who remain, most of them are horrible people. He wants to preserve not only his own life but that of his boy and he wants a future for his son and that's what he strives to overcome you know to find as they wander down this road and uh without giving too much away um as bleak as it is um the the father's hope is is attained at the end uh for his for his son um and it's a beautiful and moving example, and so many people I know who read it who are are men with young um, sons find this a very um, mm. very moving book and um, and again, it's not for the faint of heart but it is very powerful. No,
2: the last three or four pages of that book, Karen, are so gorgeous and so worth all of the other angst in it it's just so wonderful i can't think of a better book um, that you could have picked to talk about hope um so for people who don't read literature karen um you know give them a reason why they should well,
11: this is, this is exactly what we, what we've been talking about because good literature is, I mean, it should be something that's enjoyable and pleasurable and, and that entertaining. Um, but what also makes it good is that it's more than just that. It's more than just sitting around and watching a sitcom or reading a, mm-hmm. um, you know, a beach read. It actually instructs us as it delights. And I've written this book in such a way that, you know, I want people who already love literature to, to read it and love it. But I, I also, because I'm a teacher, I wrote it in such a way that I hope to encourage and equip those who really don't feel confident in reading literature or don't know how to begin. Um, this is a, a way into it. And I talk about, you know, not, not only the virtue of, of hope, but but many others that I think uh, we really need today, um, especially as every every news day, every new cycle brings us more and more bad news.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, certainly hope is in short supply. We really appreciate you coming, coming today, Karen, to talk about it. We really need this.
11: Well, thank you so much for having me.
1: Our pleasure. Dr. Karen Swallow-Pryor from Liberty University, as we said, her brand new work, wonderful. It's called On Reading Well, Finding the Good Life Through Great Books. People who are looking to
10: finish their basement are usually crammed for space or have a special need that they don't have the
8: room for. Energy Swing's Total Basement Finishing System is the fastest, easiest way to
10: turn your unfinished basement into something spectacular. We have a great system that within two weeks we can convert your unused space to something beautiful like an office, a gym, home theater or just a place for the kids to spend their time. It's a pre-engineered system that installs very quickly and looks great when it's done. It's a premium system because it's premium performance. It's not Drywall, which is one of the worst products you can use in a basement. This is a high-end performing system. It has a lifetime guarantee against mold, mildew that won't absorb moisture and looks great when it's done. We can turn your unused basement space into something beautiful within two weeks. Right now, get
8: $1,200 off any total basement finishing project with 5% off over and above any
1: current offer for Word listeners only. Visit energyswingwindows.com. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it, too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two MyPillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code WORD to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. So don't delay. That's 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee
8: or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. In our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. Discount deals just in time for birthdays, special occasions, or just because. And all from the comfort of your own computer or smartphone. Great deals and awesome savings. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping.
1: Hey, when you were in college, did you do work study?
2: Yeah, I did at Pitt.
1: I did too. And for me, I mean, work study was hard work. I mean, you know, you, you're getting paid minimum wage and you're doing the grunt work. So mm-hmm. my, uh, my oldest boy's up at uh, Grove City College. He's a junior. And since he's been there, this is not the glamorous thing. I mean, you know, work study. He's working in the dish the dish room in the cafeteria
2: you sure that's not glamorous? No,
1: for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> and I know this kid. He, mm. he humps hard. That's rough. He's a hard worker. And he is scraping plates and then cleaning all that stuff that comes his way. Yuck. That's rough. But I said to him, you know, the other day, hey, you know, you could take a day off. And, you know, and he goes, no, dad, I got to show up because those guys are counting on me. Did he say that? Yeah. Plus, we laugh a lot. And quite honestly, it's oh. kind of fun. So, kudos to him that that hard work is embedded in him. It's something in his life that he wants to be part of at Grove City College doing the work study thing. Yeah. But it goes beyond that, right? Yeah,
2: because my daughter isn't doing work study. Um, She had a different experience this weekend. I think she, you know, talking to her via text, she probably slept a grand total of eight hours between. Thursday and Sunday because she had a major paper due. She had a big test and she was just out and she's also swimming, um, on the swim team there. And it's, and she had a meet in Fredonia, New York. Anyways, just a lot of things coming together. Very, very little sleep. But here's the thing I noticed when I was texting with her this morning is that I mean, I remember pulling all nighters when I was a pit student. Yeah. Um, and I got the assignments done and you know, okay, good to go. But I think there's something different about Grove City students because when she finished this really, really tough weekend, there there was actual learning that happened through her studying.
1: You mean it wasn't from a it book? It wasn't
2: just – I mean it was from a book, but it wasn't just the book. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, so she has, you know, invested all these hours in getting these assignments done. And of course, the assignments are done and that's job one. But I really think that she has mastered concepts that cause her to look at the world differently in a way that I, I just don't think a lot of my assignments did when I was in college.
1: I love it. So at Grove City College, I know this hard work means something. Plus, there's a great community and laughter as well. Your kid, check it out. Highly recommended, on the web at gcc.edu. Grove City College.
12: It'll turn cloudy tonight, followed by some rain and thunderstorms toward daybreak and the first part of tomorrow, mild tonight with lows near 50. Then tomorrow's going to be turning windy with clouds breaking for sun in the afternoon. Winds can gust to 40 miles an hour, mild with high 63. Diminishing wind, partly cloudy and chillier tomorrow night with a low near 40. Cool despite partial sun, Wednesday, 9-52. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM.
4: 1972.
1: That would be the Doobie Brothers.
2: Coming into town this week, I believe.
1: Yeah, they are. The Doobie Brothers headed into Pittsburgh. Now, we're looking at all the different acts that are headed into town this weekend. You know, there's a lot of old rockers that make their way through the burg, don't they?
2: Well, listen, we did this story maybe a month ago where we talked about the The kind of music that Americans download, which yeah. is overwhelmingly R and B, right? But when it comes to actually buying a ticket to see a live show, classic rock is dwarfing everything else in America. Because, what, because the boomers I'll, are driving. It. And, well, I don't. I mean, the article didn't really make a lot of conclusions. It yeah. just gave a lot of data saying, "Look, if you're talking about concert ticket." revenue you're looking at rock and classic rock those are those types of fans are the ones that are going to live shows yeah. so i would think that someone like the doobie brothers which i mean can you call that rock i don't oh I don't yeah
1: know. sure you could what, what, what would you could call you? it i don't
2: know what you'd call it
1: but uh yeah i mean you know it's kind of like the eagles in a way like uh california rock That's or more like southern pop. rock
2: yes yeah
1: right yeah i would say so so the doobie brothers are at uh, the palace theater in greensburg uh wednesday I mean, how night many
2: doobies are still around
1: well, it's not Michael article, McDonald
2: anymore because you told me they had a fight.
1: Yeah. No, no. I think Michael McDonald was sort of like, you know, a, a fabulous rent-a-voice. Rent right. Exactly. Because that voice was – Well, he had to
2: know, go off and have a, a you know personal career. That's a great Solo voice. career, I should Holy say. Holy smokes.
1: Yeah. Uh, there are t- two original members of the Doobies along with long-time uh, two other guys who've been, you know, not since the beginning but have been on the road with them forever.
2: Speaking of being cognitively fuzzy, as I, as I mentioned <laughs> – Talking about you know fall back and daylight savings. I wonder how the
1: doobies are doing. Uh, well, they're they're showing up, I guess. All right. Are they on time or not? not- I guess that's other things. Okay. Also coming into town this week, Gino Vanelli. G- Wait, Gino Vanelli. He
2: had one hit.
1: Oh, Gino Vanelli was huge.
2: But he he had one big hit though. I can't think of what it is.
1: Uh, anybody anybody know Gino Vanelli? I was not a fan, but I just like the name. I just want to say the name. My name is Gino Vanelli. Hey, I Gino. want to
2: say his big hit was like in 1980.
1: Uh, early. I yeah, just want to s- stop. Yes. I,
2: oh, yeah. D- oh. oh, yeah. Can you play that, Mike? I just want to stop.
1: That doesn't really. That's... Tell you what Yeah, yeah. I know the song. You got it? I don't have it. Oh, you don't. Know, that's okay. too bad. All right. Uh, Gino do, So
2: I should stop singing it, Mike? Yeah, You're please saying? do. You can <laughs> sing it. Yeah, go for
7: it.
1: Listen, Gino <laughs> Vanelli, Doobie Brothers. How about that? Gladys Knight is oh, headed to town? yes.
7: Gladys mm-hmm. Knight.
2: Yeah. Now we're talking. No pips. She is peerless.
1: You know, she's Aretha-like, although no one's Aretha. but no, no. That's that same era, is she it not? She
2: is just... I, I mean, I put her in my top five female vocalists what? ever. Really? Ever, Gladys that is how Knight? much
1: I love Gladys Knight. The, and how the, the Pips fall where?
2: Well, the I, the Pips are no longer. I bet the Pips were a good twenty five years older than Gladys. You think? I think they were.
1: That would seem weird. I
2: think the pips were older. Look, like you're on stage with your I dad. I think those pips were doing the dance for several years before Gladys ever came along and talked about the midnight train.
1: Wait, you are you saying the pips were before Gladys?
2: I think they were. I probably they were doing things with other bands. That's I'm no, totally I, guessing. I'm making that up. But look, I, I think that they they'd done the Motown thing, and she was you know
1: the hot young the hot star. thing, and
2: so we had pips.
1: Be, I would like to know the history of the pips. Could,
2: could you find out the history yeah. of the pips?
1: I'm sure you could Wikipedia that. Sure, Mike's going to look into that. Okay, uh, with us. that also. Okay, uh, so, but
2: Gladys is coming. She's pipless.
1: She is, mm-hmm. and
2: she's coming where?
1: She is coming. I'm sorry, I don't know where that where she's coming. Uh, well,
2: it doesn't help me. <laughs> no, she's one, help one of my me. top five favorite female vocalists. Now I don't know where to go sorry, to see
1: her. Sorry, sorry. Thanks,
2: John. I'm sorry. Yes. All right, fine.
1: Uh, but I know she's coming to town. Uh, <laughs> uh, boss Guy's coming to Pittsburgh as
4: well. Oh! <laughs>
1: That's the Lido Shuffle. I loved this album. I played this album on vinyl about 8 million times. It's a good song. Oh, it's a great album. Boss Gags. I saw Boss Gags not this past summer, but the summer before. He was at Heartwood Acres. It was. It, there were so many people there, they had to shut down the park. It, it was like Woodstock. I'm telling you.
2: Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, was gonna, I don't... I think I want to dig more okay. deeply into that. It wasn't
1: like I mean, it just you know. I mean, have you been to Woodstock? I mean, I mean <laughs> wait, 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 for wait, sure wait. not. I wasn't have even you, born, John. Thanks for wait, asking. Have Me you neither. Been, have you been to a Heartwood uh, concert? I have. I mean, you know what that's like. It was it's nothing
2: mostly... like Woodstock.
1: <laughs> i would just. Say. It
2: wasn't anything
9: like Woodstock, other than the fact that there was music and I was outside.
1: There were a lot of people out there on the lawn. On the lawn. <laughs> all seen the Lido
2: shuffle. <laughs> and that's where the similarity ends.
1: Okay, Brett Michaels is headed to town.
2: Brett Michaels. Brett mm-hmm. Michaels from uh what is he from Bon Jovi? No, uh, from Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. Yeah, which which hair band is, is he from? Poison? Could be Poison. I think so. Okay.
1: Brett Michaels headed to town. But so uh, he
2: has, he's having a solo career too? He's at
1: the Palace Theater as well. Okay. I like the Palace Theater. You know, they bring in no, they bring in a lot of cool acts. Yes,
2: yeah, I agree. But I wouldn't go see Brett Michaels. I mean, he has, he's the guy that has a bandana on. Us. Yep. He's always
7: had I wonder what's on his forehead. Well, I mean,
2: Axel Rose had the bandana, too. I don't know. If, oh, did Brett right, Michaels right. also have the bandana? Yeah.
7: yeah. Brett Michaels is always covering up his forehead. For some okay. Why? Can you look it up? Is he poison? Yeah, he is poison. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: Tenacious D headed into Pittsburgh. All right. He's, I'm sure he, by far he's the youngest of the group we've talked about so far. Probably. Tenacious D, uh, along with uh, Jack Black and Kyle Gass, returned to a stage AE sold out. Sold out show. It's uh, 7 o'clock okay. on uh, Wednesday night.
7: You guys want to hear some uh, Gino Vanelli? Yes, I oh, do. Yeah, sure. All right. Oh, I'm telling you all of the song.
1: Oh, that, I didn't know this was Gino Vanelli.
2: This was his only real hit, I think. Night. When I
4: think about
2: those nights in Montreal. Oh, I think I get, of <laughs> I get the sweetest thoughts of you and me. Those are good. This is my part here. No, uh, there no, wasn't there Too early It's only the second time, I right. guess
1: it's got to come back it's in It's the first verse Same as the, yeah All right, so that's your uh, your concert lineup
2: This would be a short concert Like, because he's just going to sing one song Stop I mean, what else is he going to sing? Uh, he must have like, more He's going to sing like a Louis Armstrong song And like a Barry Manilow song And this is the only thing anyone's going to want to hear
1: Well, maybe he'd sing it a couple of times
7: How about living inside myself? Living inside myself?
1: I bet you there are people out there who are Gino Vanelli. Is that another another
7: one? Fans. Uh, People Gotta Love. Hurts to be in love. Well, so you're saying he has more hits than I thought? Yeah.
1: Hey, you know, you could follow Gino on Twitter. (laughs) You could.
2: (laughs) Wow, John, great idea.
1: Look, uh I'm looking at his Twitter page right now. He is following one person. He's
2: following one person. And he's
1: got four thousand three hundred and twenty four That's not a whole not a whole lot of followers for Gino.
2: I mean I think you're Gino I mean, I'm no, following him right no now. No need to minimize the man. I'm
1: gonna follow him. There I'm and now I'm following Gina Vanelli on Twitter. <laughs> We're tight. Main Gina. Gina.
3: WORD.
8: Next time on PowerPoint
3: with Jack Graham. Prayer always
13: in any crisis. Prayer is our first response. Because Satan mocks our schemes. He laughs at our strategies and our human efforts. But he fears our prayers. Tune in next time for PowerPoint
6: with Jack Graham. Powerpoint tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD.
8: You don't know when your furnace will call it quits, but you can rest assured it'll be at the most inconvenient time possible. And who has all day to wait around for a tech to arrive? With Ventec, there is no waiting around, including evenings and weekends. Ventec will repair and replace forced air, central AC, and even offers split mini duct units to heat and cool individual rooms with flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. Clean, courteous, convenient, and A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Ventech 412-793-0661
5: you're a good mom you've tried every parenting tip in the book but nothing seems to stick your child is smart but just can't sit still and focus or maybe you know that something is just off if your child just can't do things you think he should be able to there is a reason brain balance can help for over 10 years, the Brain Balance Program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you.
8: The day after Thanksgiving, feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 23rd at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m., and all faiths and ages are welcome. Come fill your heart with joy and one million plates of food right here in Pittsburgh. To register, go to amentoaction.org.
3: It's been a full day. The to-do list is done. The kids are in bed. The dishes can wait. Right now, this moment is just for you. It's your chance to unwind. It's your end of day, ah... At the Original Mattress Factory, we're proud supporters of the End of Day Ah, and we want to see how you relax at the end of your busiest days. Share your posts on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag #EndofDayAh for the chance to win a $1000 Original Mattress Factory gift certificate. Relax, you've earned it.
8: Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone, now with free shipping, like today.
7: Stay road-ready for half the price. Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw will change your oil and filter for half off at just $19.95. For repair and maintenance, ASC-certified techs, NAPA parts, and a fair price, go with Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw.
8: Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword Shopping.
9: and downs but fate's
2: been
4: kind but fate's been kind the downs have been few I
11: guess you could say I've been lucky
4: I've
7: been lucky I guess you could say it's all because of you
1: that it's all cold It's Gladys Knight
4: I love her Oh
1: Okay, so we were asking about the Pips
2: Yeah, we were asking about the Pips I was saying that, I, you know, I think that glad I love Gladys She's one of my top five favorite female singers of all time I mean, that's a high That's up there with Ella Fitzgerald I mean, that's the group that we're talking about That's really? how much I love Gladys really? Knight What? I like Gladys more than Aretha I know that that's probably You know, people are dying Anathema. out there when I'm saying that But that's just how I feel It's personal preference The Pips I love the Pips.
1: Check this out. The Pips have been around since 1952.
2: Did I not say that the Pips had been around?
1: 52. I knew that they'd been around. So someone, a caller, said, "Oh, they're cousins. Gladys cousins. Yeah, and the Pips were uh, derived from one of the cousins' nickname." The founding members, Gladys Knight, brother Meryl Bubba Knight, sister Brenda Knight, cousins Eleanor and William Guest. Yeah. After a couple of years of performing in talent shows, the group signed with Brunswick Records in 1957, and then off they went. Motown signed them in 66. How about that?
2: So how old would Gladys Knight be? She's got to be in her 70s, right?
1: Oh, I'm I'm easily in her 70s. Let me see. Where's Gladys Knight here? Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at the pips. Let me switch over just to Gladys Knight.
7: 70. 70, what? I'm not going to say it. John, you guess.
1: No, I think you get 74? 74.
7: 74?
2: John's freakish no, ability no, no. to guess ages.
1: No, he, I, said
7: 70. he said I 70. He didn't say 70. No, he wanted to get 70. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's heard the. Fine. Try to minimize your perspective <laughs> on here that. Here it comes. Here it comes.
4: Sure.
7: Or she can still bring it.
4: Oh,
1: I bet you she can.
2: I don't think you can lose the ability to bring it if you're Gladys Knight. I think it's in you. Yeah,
1: that'd be a good show. Sure would be. She, is she at the palace? Was that what we said? All All right. you,
2: no,
7: I asked you where she oh. was,
2: and you didn't have any answer.
7: <laughs> Who's better, Gladys Knight? Yeah, or Barbara Streisand? Oh.
2: oh gosh, Gladys Knight by like, absolute mile. Come on, Mar- not even a comparison. What kind of question is Gladys that? Knight. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, or Tina Turner. Gladys Knight, way, oh, no, no,
7: no, way, way, on, way, on, way better. Now, wait a second. I
2: mean, it goes Gladys, then
1: Tina, then Barbara. Uh, no, what? No. I, I would say it goes Ella.
2: Well, but Ella wasn't even in the conversation. No, she, well, you
1: brought her in the conversation. Well, I said that she
2: was, a, she was the top of my top five. She's my favorite female singer ever. Give me your top five. <sighs> All right. I say Ella Fitzgerald. mm mm-hmm. I say Gladys Knight. Mm-hmm. I say um, – <laughs> I say I – I'm switching genres horribly. It's okay. It's I'm a voice. You're just horrible. talking it's about just a voice. It's just a voice that I love. I love Amy Grant.
7: What?
1: Yeah. Wait, how do you go from. I Elephant
2: told you it Gerald was a switch. To I told you to it's a totally Grant. different kind of music. It's a totally different approach and it's a totally different way of singing. Mm-hmm. Is Aretha Franklin in that mix? Oh, uh,
1: yeah.
2: Aretha is not in my top five. Julie no, Andrews is in my top five. I Andrews. think you,
1: you'd have uh, to go with Aretha. That that thing that, that she was was incredible. I think
2: number five, Eddie James. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. So I feel good. I feel good. I feel Aretha, or no, I not Aretha. I feel uh, Ella, Ella first. Aretha, and these are not in order. But Era- Ella is definitely at the top. I would say Ella. I'd say Gladys Knight. I say Etta James. I say Amy Grant. <laughs> No, we you know like they and do, I see like, Julie Andrews.
1: Remember, like you know, for a while they like they were doing like um, dead people with alive people singing duets, like Nat King Cole with Natalie. Yeah, what are they? Did like, You know, what they did like Aretha with Amy Grant.
2: Well, no, because that's that'd a horrible combination. That would be a terrible combination because yeah. they, they sing well, they two different are. things. I didn't like any of those combos. No, me Remember either. Remember when Frank Sinatra did the duets? Yeah, I didn't no like any of those. All, no. uh, Tony Bennett, I don't like any of those either.
1: No, Bono and Tony yeah, I Bennett together. That's awful. It is horrible. Who
2: wants to hear Bono sing with Frank well, Sinatra? Well, how about Lady Gaga
1: singing with Tony Bennett? I, mean, I didn't like any of that. I'm not going to listen to
2: that. I just don't. I mean, Lady Gaga's got her thing. Tony Bennett's got his thing. Can't mm-hmm. we exist and be happy with both of them doing their
7: things?
1: How about the Doobie Brothers with the Pips?
7: <laughs> you know who's well, a great the- combination? Tell me. Is Mr.
1: Mister, Mr. Bing,
7: Mister, Mister and Mister, Bing Crosby.
1: yeah. Oh, oh no, no, don't it's not. even. That's horrible. Oh, don't man. even play that. Don't even. It's way too and early. David Bowie. Oh, oh. come on, Mike. Oh. <laughs> See, you just were waiting for an opening. You just troublemaker, just waiting for an opening to play that thing. Oh,
2: Fox News Houston says that decorating for Christmas early makes yes. you happier. Yes, it
1: sure does. I don't think it does. Mm-hmm. Listen, it
2: says week. Halloween oh. is over. Christmas lovers are ready no, to deck no, the no, halls. No, and no, while no, you, no, no, while no. you may roll your eyes, a study oh. suggests that the sooner you put out your Christmas decorations, the happier you'll be. Oh,
1: I do. I I That's beg right. to differ.
2: The study published in the Journal of Environmental Psychology suggests Mm-mm. to you, John Hall, nope. that decorating early is a neurological pipeline to warm, Insanity. fuzzy feelings around your. Childhood experiences. Amen. That's what it says. That is horrible. Yes.
13: Yes. You know,
1: I'll I'll start to decorate December 1. Okay?
2: Listen, the study also claims that people who decorate the outside of their homes are viewed as friendlier and more approachable Ah. than those who don't decorate. Do you Uh, decorate
7: outside,
1: John? I do. Yeah, oh, wow. I mean, it's not like you know some great shebang of like five thousand lights, but yeah, we decorate. Are you going to decorate this week? No, I'm not going to decorate until you know late. November, the day after Thanksgiving or mm-hmm. the first week of December.
7: How about you, Kath? Well, wait, you know, wait.
1: I was at your house on Saturday. I, as we were walking up to your house, I mentioned to my wife. Look at Kath and her autumnal display. My
2: autumnal display is out. It is out. Yeah, it is out. See, that's what I do. I do an autumnal display. Very nice. And that autumnal display becomes the Christmas display.
1: Wait, so you take the bale of hay and like you turn it into a nativity set? No.
2: No, I keep the bales of hay and I decorate it with, you know, Christmas, Christmas lights. Christmas Not what no lights. bales of hay. No lights. Christmas. Greenery and, you know, Christmas, you know, winter berries and oh. flowers and things like that.
1: And then in the springtime comes, wait. you just throw it around the
4: yard.
7: I, wait, wait. This is so good. Oh.
4: Can it be? Mm.
1: That's the worst. Seriously. That's so cheesy.
8: Why a classical Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School. 412-242-8886. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org. Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. Thanksgiving will be upon us soon, and it's this time of year the 12-Step Recovery Community has what we call gratitude meetings. Don't miss our first gratitude meeting with two very special guests sharing their gratefulness of recovery and healing from this insidious disease of addiction. And we'll be here on Sunday, November 25th at 6.45 p.m. on WORD.
2: Just talking about Gino Vanelli coming yep. to town this week uh, I can only think of one song that Gino Vanelli ever did which Mike played for us I just want to stop mm-hmm. and I liked it so much during the commercial break you I just bought it? bought it did you really spent a buck 29 on Gino like I'm not that. following him on Twitter John I'm just not but I follow him on Twitter. I'm not doing that but I am uh, I'm buying I-, I bought it and I'm happy I'm gonna listen to it in the car on the way home
1: is this Gino this
7: is. that sounds like that's well, a dx 7 Living Inside Myself. Oh, I know this song.
2: This is a terrible song. This is a really annoying ballad. Huh. In
1: my life. Oh, jeez. Oh, Was well, this is a cover? So
4: but it's all mm.
7: Yeah, this is awful. You guys know what year this came out? This is, uh,
2: I'm going to say this is... 86? No, I'm going to say it's 82. Close. 83. Eighty-one.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. We gave Gino a nice push, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, sure. I like Holy Gino. So. I bought
2: a song. Have you bought anything recently on uh, iTunes or any CDs or?
1: Yeah. If you're uh, buying vinyl
2: or whatever it is you're buying.
1: Um, I bought. Um, you know, last week I bought. Um, there's a string quartet here in Pittsburgh, Clarion Quartet.
2: Oh, that you know they played at the uh, memorial service at soldiers and sailors, right?
1: Right, which was absolutely beautiful. So there's. These four women. I think two of them are full time at the Pittsburgh Symphony, and two others are musicians here in town. The Clarion Quartet. I've been listening. To, do you like? Do you like uh, like cello, violin? Oh, of course.
2: You like, but I got to be honest. I love it, but I don't listen to it much.
1: Oh, I so I to that,
2: and I'm the worst for that.
1: This, so that's what I just bought recently, and I've been playing that a lot. Okay. Um. um what is that? Is that clearing quartet? Yeah. It's very nice.
2: <laughs> sounds, Isn't that beautiful? It sounds frenetic and not calming. Well. Not that there's anything wrong with that because I'm oh, frenetic oh. a lot of the time. I- Anyway. Okay, let's go to a completely different genre because yesterday I just bought uh, one of my favorite Maroon Five albums. I am a strong believer. I'm a huge fan of Maroon Five. Their first three albums, mm-hmm. I thought they're three of my favorite albums. And just then? they're just and then they fell off a cliff, and now I just think they're awful. I really do. But I just bought it. It won't be soon. Before long, I've listened to it front to back at least eight times in the last three days. Really, I cannot stop. Every it is it is a series of outstanding songs oh, no one kidding. after another
1: i bought a soundtrack uh, we went and saw first man last week and i bought the soundtrack oh, for did first you? man sorry yeah.
2: Siri's talking to me because he's oh, oh, he playing maroon five Siri, right, Siri, Siri's starting to play maroon five
1: yeah no i saw a first man and, and i loved it so um I bought you the bought the soundtrack yeah all right it's like you know it's trippy space music which who doesn't love that i do i'm, I'm a big fan you can fan listen of it. to
2: that on the way home
1: uh i usually go home in silence do you you listen to talk radio on I the do. way home. I don't. I do. i, I got to s- check
2: out what people are saying. All
1: right. No, I just, I, I'm still.
2: i got to be honest. I don't know how many shows there were today talking about Gino Vanelli.
1: No. Only on the ride home with John and Kathy <laughs> is Gino Vanelli all the time, my friends. <laughs> Have the a ride great night, home Pittsburgh. With
0: John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications.